This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 5, and they have confronted Pharaoh. They've come and talked to Pharaoh, and their their confrontation did not go well. As we discussed yesterday, I'm not sure exactly that Moses told Pharaoh exactly what God had told him to say. In fact, in many ways, I think that he did not tell Pharaoh exactly what God told him to say. God told him very clearly and very plainly to say, let my people go or allow his people to come to him in the wilderness and not for a feast, not for a few days, but for for as long as he wanted him there. And Moses did not do that. And Pharaoh acts, he acts harshly, but not too severely toward the people of, to the Hebrews. He he takes away something from them, which makes their labor or their difficulty hard. But as we think about this, it is important to understand that there are many sources by which you can try to sustain yourself in your physical state, sustain yourself financially, sustain yourself as far as where you live and what you are able to accomplish and do. There is a sustenance that comes from deep within. And in fact, you can have great one, a great ability to take care of your physical needs and yet be empty on the inside and it, those things not be able to sustain a healthy or even a desirous life, a life that one would want to have. In fact, the truth is the people who commit suicide the most in this country historically have been wealthy, older white men, men over 30, most of the time over 40, who are wealthy and uh, and white. And you go, why is that? Why is that that way? It's that way because they have sought after the world. They tried to make the world their oyster. And they, in many ways, have tried to replace God and his sustenance with the world and its sustenance. And it just doesn't work. And it doesn't emotionally fulfill you. Fulfillment comes from the creator, all forms of fulfillment, your psychological fulfillment, your physical needs, your emotional desires, all those things are fulfilled ultimately by God. And if you live your life in such a way that you are trying to fulfill them in yourself, you need to understand that you're making yourself God. Or if you're trying to fulfill them in things in the world, things that were created by God, you're missing the mark. You're going to try to fulfill, feel fulfillment, which is a weird way to say that. You're going to try to feel the goodness and the richness of life through other things other than the ultimate thing that sustains us in life, and that's God himself. And Pharaoh says, it's, and remember, Pharaoh's a picture of Satan, and Egypt's a picture of the world, 
And so that same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, now remember, this world has taskmasters. This world has, has those who seek to oppress, to control, to do to you what they will and they desire. And Satan, even in the garden, when he tried to, when he succeeded actually in getting Adam and Eve to choose their will and their way over God's will and God's way, he thought that they would choose to follow him completely and submit their will to his. What he didn't realize was he was creating more wills in the universe, wills that would not be submissive to his will, but they'd also not be submissive to God's will. And so he created a multitude of divergent wills that head in different directions. And when you think about that and you consider that, he has been since that time, not only wanting to be in control of God's creation, not only wanting to be the master of this world, but he's been trying to control human will, human desires, human efforts to head in one direction or the other. And by doing that, he tries to control you. And the way he does that is by giving you the things that your flesh desires, but not fulfilling in any way your spiritual or emotional hope, life, things that have significance forever and ever. Remember, if you desire relationships, sure, you can find relationships outside of God. But if you desire eternal relationships, there's only one relationship that can give you that, and that's God himself because he's the only one that possesses eternity. If we desire to have long, eternal relationships that last beyond ourselves and our ability to exist on our own, if we desire to have those things, I'm going to tell you that there's no way, there's no possible way to have them outside of a relationship with God. And so Pharaoh says, listen, he says to the taskmasters over the, over the children of Israel, he says to them, listen to me, don't, you shall no longer give the people straw to make bricks as before. Now notice they're making bricks. They're making bricks for they're under his will and his command. And he says, I'm going to make them work harder to produce for me what I want. And so many times, and let me tell you, the children of Israel, they're not happy about that because they don't want to continue to work and labor real hard. And now the labor is even going to be more difficult. And I'll tell you this, the, the apostle John says it as best as it can possibly be said in first John chapter two. And he says, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Notice that there, there's going to be all the time desires to fulfill yourself in the world. But the world desires to be your taskmaster. And it's not a taskmaster for your benefit. It's a taskmaster for Pharaoh, for Satan, for the powers of this present age. It's for their benefit, not for your benefit. And if it's for their benefit, it's not always going to fulfill you. It's not always going to meet your needs. In fact, most of the time, I see people enslaved to different things in their lives, and they can't get away with it, away from it. Sure, enslaved to addiction. Absolutely, but oftentimes enslaved to a desire to attain to some position or some 
power. I see parents wanting their children to be college athletes or wanting to or desirous of things for their children that they wanted, not what their child should be doing, but what they want. Desirous of, we're desirous of, of claim and notoriety. That's the big thing of the day, to make a viral TikTok video, to be known out in the world. We desire those things all the time. And we search after them and we lust after them. And Jesus, the apostle John says, do not love the world or anything of the world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, all those things, they are empty. They do not fulfill. They do not meet the needs that you think they will. They do not give you the hopes and dreams that you believe they will. They ultimately end up empty and chasing after God's all that matters. And if the world does not meet your needs, it's okay. God is desirous to do that. But at some point in time, you have to wean yourself off of the world. You have to begin to place your trust in God and allow him to build you up, to make you, to sustain you, to push you forward. And, and when you do that, then you begin to see how the world's promises oftentimes are very empty. They're very hopeless. They're not hopeful. They use you and throw you away. And, and that's been going on uh, from time immemorial past. It's been going on. It says, and you shall lay on them a quota of bricks, which they made before. Notice, the world never, ever slows down. It always is hammering away at you. It's always, it, uh, it's always placing a new task before you. And I, I found that to be true in my own life. There's always another issue to be dealt with. There's not always another struggle to be had. And oftentimes, less and less help, less and less support, less and less giving for the efforts that are made in the world. That happens all the time. That happens over and over again. And if you think you're going to get fulfillment from some attaining to something in this world, you're not. Now, there's nothing wrong with attaining to things in the world. There's nothing wrong with efforts to become and to be, I'm all for that. I push that. I'm, I, I think my life has been an embodiment of that. That being said, it's not for this world and it's not for the notoriety of this world. And it's not in a belief that this world in any way can sustain me. It's a desire to glorify God in my walk. And the minute that something is not glorifying God or the minute that something is not becoming what would be used for God's kingdom, it's time to move on. It's time to get going. It's time to lay that aside because we are in a kingdom. It's not the kingdom of Egypt. It's not the kingdom of this world. It's the kingdom of God. And that kingdom does live inside of us. And he says, and you shall lay on them a quota of bricks, which they made before. You shall not reduce it for they, they are idle. Therefore, they cry out saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Notice he said, y'all want to go and make a sacrifice because y'all ain't got any work to do. That, that is the epitome of this world. That is the epitome of this world. They, the world and the darkness that runs this world and always has, listen to me, and always has ever since Adam gave over authority over creation to the enemy, the enemy has continually reduced and tried to remove God and tried to lay on people more and more tasks, more and more desires, I hear it. This is the prime time of year. I hear it all the time where people are just struggling. They're struggling to make it because they got ball games and events and this and that and the other. And before you know it, they are just running 
running rampant all over the place, trying to fulfill themselves with the world. And when you get my age, you look back and you realize, you know what? That was fun, but was it really what my kids wanted? Was it really what was good for me in my life? Was it really what should have been going on? I can't tell you. My my youngest daughter, she was a slammer in, in softball. I'm talking about she wanted to play softball that first year. And let me tell you something. She had a stick. If she put that bat on that ball, it was going to be in the outfield. Now, she ran like a snail, so she wasn't going to get to but the second or third. She wasn't heavy. She just really slow and that that's because she had she got her mama's speed and her mama's really smart mama's really pretty mama's really not athletic at all and she she just couldn't play she was not going to be a super athlete although she could hit that ball a long way and I was watching her play that first year and she made the all-stars and she hit a couple of home runs in the all-star game and man it was pretty cool she was a pretty good hitter and people keep coming up to me, man, she's going to be great one day. And I'm sitting there going, no, she's not. No, she's not. The world keep trying to suck us in. No, she's not. You know why I know? Because all great athletes have some measure of speed, unless they're going to play quarterback and be Tom Brady. They got to have some measure of speed. And she was slow as Christmas. There's no way she was going to be a great athlete in softball. She was very smart. She's outstandingly smart today. She's going to graduate. She basically has graduated in three years with an engineering, software engineering degree. That's pretty doggone good, but she wasn't a great athlete. And, and I recognize that, but I'm going to tell you this world would have had me chasing after her being some kind of, some kind of college athlete in softball, all it wanted to, but I'm glad I praise God that I've been given eyes to see what really is going on. And so many times that's just a small story. But so many times in this world, you just get a little taste of something and you think that's exactly what is going to fulfill you. And you chase after that for a couple of years and you waste your whole life chasing after it. Rather than chasing after God and allow God to open doors, you chase after your own doors. And that chase eventually becomes so tiresome. When you get on up in your older, late 40s and into your 50s and 60s, you realize that, you know what, I've been doing things that had no significance at all. I've been doing things that didn't help and didn't didn't propel anything forward. And I realized that I've been feeding my life into things that have no significance and they're passing away real quickly. I wasn't going to spend hours and weeks and months and weekends trying to make a daughter who I knew was going to be an outstanding mind and an outstanding, she's an outstanding Christian leader in all actuality. She is bold in her faith and bold in her walk. And she is highly intelligent. I wasn't going to invest my life in something that I knew was never going to be just because everybody around me wanted that for their own children and wanted to push that on me. I wasn't going to do that. And you know what? The next year, I didn't say she wasn't going to play anymore. I didn't stop her from playing. Next year, I said, would you like to play softball? One year, one all-stars. Next year, I say, we're going to sign up for all for softball again. I thought for sure she would because she'd made all-stars. She said, no, I don't want her to play next year. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, God's opening, opening up things in my own mind and allowing me to see things. Praise God. He did. And uh, she didn't miss it at all. I've never had her walk up to me and said, daddy, why did you let me quit softball? She never said that. And so many times that's just such a little thing. So many times we chase after the world so hard and 
for things that are just illusory and never are going to happen. God has gifted you. God has made you. He knows what for what purpose you exist. And if you want to keep on, if you want to keep on make, making bricks for Pharaoh, keep on doing it. Pharaoh's going to give you the straw at, start, at the start, but eventually he's going to take even the straw away, and he's going to force you to labor on your own. And if you love this world, you will get all of it, and you will be empty from it. There'll be nothing left of you. It will eat you alive and then ultimately throw you to the wolves. And that is true in every possible way. And he will mock you about you sacrificing to God. There is, There are some, some desires God has for you to be in worship, to worship him, to remember his Sabbath and keep it holy. But you know what? So many, so much of the world has taken away that. We got this event going on Sunday morning and that event going on Sunday morning. And boy, you'll for your family be pulled away from God and your children rather than having the most important key thing in their life that will make them successful and make them fulfilled and give them a true understanding of what life is, you hadn't given it to them because you've chased after the world. And by the way, the world just lays more work on you. Verse 9, he says, let more work be laid on the men that they may labor in it and let them not regard false words, meaning don't let them go worship God because that's just not, that. there's nothing there for them. And that's what the world will do to you every day. It will chase, it will run you into the ground and run you away from God. And eventually you will be, you'll feel like a mouse on that wheel spinning, getting nowhere, and ultimately empty and lost. And you'll wake up and say, you know what? I need God. And you'll chase after him. And so I pray that'll be the case for you. I pray that God will give you his very best. And that very best may involve you accomplishing or achieving something in the world. You may be a great athlete. And if you are, you ought to chase after it. And you ought to glorify God in it. But if you're not, if there's other things that God has gifted you with and other directions for you to go, you ought to chase after them fully and not allow the world to define you, but allow God to define you. And when you do that, you'll know who you are and you'll know who he is and you'll have his very best. I pray that'll take place for you. I pray that it'll be an opportunity for you in the days to come to see God's will and God's hand at work in your life. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.